This week's episode of the Sports Lords is in memory of the city of New York. R.I.P. New York, you're over. Rich people can no longer traipse along your sidewalks and abuse service workers. R.I.P. New York, and now it's time for the Sports Lords. <laughs> I'm podcasting over here. R.I.P. to New York. We're sorry you can't, uh, like Herb said, treat uh, essential workers like shit in person. You have to do it now virtually. Yeah, you have to Zoom people and then treat them badly. Yeah. Well, you know, all these all these poors are losing their jobs, which makes them even poorer and grosser. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, how can you expect to live in an environment like that? You know, like it used to be the poors had some dignity about their poorness and they hid right. it from you. Yeah, the exactly. Poors, and the poors who have to work are in a bad mood that they have to serve drinks. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's like, be in a better mood. Yeah, These come poors on. poors are more uppity than they ever have yeah. been. It's outrageous. Hello? Do you want this sweet jingle jangle in my pocket as a tip or not? Yeah. Come on. And by the way, the sweet jingle jangle is in a shortage so it's you know even more rare if you want my yeah. change if you want my yeah. coins because i yeah. tip in coins and that's just how it is small coins only of course and, um but yeah new york it's a raging debate so a little backstory did you there was a medium piece that i think went kind of viral and it was some guy who's in the comedy community i don't really i knew the name but he's like from what I could gather, he's like a guy who works in finance who also runs a comedy club, Stand Up New York. Sounds like an awesome guy. Yeah. Finance guys are the funniest people, by the way. Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, not yeah. In, the, in our world, like finance is lawyers are number two. Exactly. Lawyers, yeah. Uh, finance lawyers, um, adult circumcisers, they're yeah. all. They're all great. And it's always been that way. Johnny Carson was in finance, you know, back in the yep. day. Richard Pryor was a lawyer. People don't talk about that a lot. <laughs> George, George Carlin was a judge. <laughs> George Carlin was yeah. a Supreme Court judge here in New York. Yeah. And yeah. an adult circumciser. People <laughs> yeah, don't know that. And some guy was getting snipped, and he was like, you're hilarious. You should try stand-up. And, yep. hey. But, so this guy... He uh, runs Stand Up New York, which is a comedy club I've never been to. It's on the Upper West Side, I think. I did um, one set there once when I visited New York before permanently moving, and I had to pay. It was an open mic, but it's one of those pay mics. Unfortunately, that's like Great most of them. Yeah, because that was. Yeah, yeah. It's, or you got to buy a drink. Or you got to buy a both. drink. Or bring like five people. The bringers are the worst. I did one Bringer of those. Bringer shows are the worst, for sure. Was, but anyway, I digress. Yeah. Sorry. So, I didn't mean to derail you. No, no. It's it's worth noting that the stand-up scene in New York should... It, it was obliterated, and it's good that it was obliterated, because it was awful. Um, but, so this guy, he's one of the guys who owns Stand-Up New York, 
which Diego, you've been there. I'm, I'm assuming it's like a tiny hole in the wall piece of shit. Yeah. My, my sister, actually her first apartment, her and JP shout out to them who we've seen on Twitch before they lived a few, like they lived on the same block, like a few doors down from stand up New York. And yeah, it's a, it's in this fancy Upper West Side neighborhood between Amsterdam and uh, Broadway, I want to say, or something like that. And it's, yeah, yeah, tiny little tiny little club. You go through, there's like a little tight bar, and then the stage in the back. Gotcha. Okay, so that's kind of what I was picturing. And then this guy wrote this article about how, you know, he's moved to Miami um, because he can work remotely. And, you know, he's been in New York since... I don't know, like 2000 or something. And he's like, well, here's the reasons it'll never work. You know, it'll never come back from this and no one. And I'm sympathetic to the like New York being a place you should leave right now, just because it's like, well, why the fuck should you want to pay rent? Like massive, like jacked up rent in a place where there's nothing to do and you're just crammed in with other people. I think that's va- a valid thing. So then in direct response to that, this guy on Medium, um, and I should say his, I think I read the article and most of his reasons, it was like, dude, fuck you. You're just like a rich guy who's like, it's not fun anymore. I'm leaving. Uh, like we should give a shit. It's like, okay, bye. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, today in the New York Times, one Jerry Seinfeld wrote an op-ed in response to that guy, called that guy out, kind of shat on his club. Like, I've, I've done stand-up at your club, and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. It's a really short op-ed, but he's like, New York's not over. I'll never leave. I remember when I moved here. And my car my car was towed while I was signing a lease on my apartment, and I thought, this is the greatest city in the world. Um, which he, he does acknowledge in the piece that he, he's like, sure, I have a place in the Hamptons or he says like, I'm a rich boy from Long Island. Yeah. He says like, well, out on Long Island, I got a place, but I'll never leave New York. So it's like, it's sort of stupid because it's this back and forth with one asshole and another asshole. One asshole is like, this is over. There's no reason to live here anymore. And the other asshole's like, y'all never leave. Actually, I like haven't lived there in like 20 years. I just come in. Like, I go in my car and get coffee and go. <laughs> and, Jerry, yeah. and he's massively wealthy. So it's like yeah. he can just keep yeah. his apartment probably on the Upper West or Upper East Side. And It's kind of the perfect New York dispute because it's just two rich guys arguing mm-hmm. about whether or not it's fun anymore it's right like kind of guys, comedy industry dispute at the same time too yeah like two rich yeah, guys arguing over yeah why it's not fun anymore <laughs> yeah and it's like you guys are aren't really addressing any of the actual problems you're just having a rich guy dispute it is like, pretty I much still like it yeah and it as uh, seinfeld's like is tokyo over is rome over <laughs> <laughs> So he's basically just making a case for like cities and then being a place where culture flourishes and um, and he kind of takes a dump on Florida. He's like, I hope you have all the cultural experiences you want in Florida. <laughs> but like, I mean, you know, that's fair. fair I think, yeah. And uh, 
you know, I think there's something to be said. I do, like, I myself have been, I, I'm, I've been guilty of being like, why would anyone move here now? And, you know, I think like half a million people have left and they're continuing to leave and it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Uh, For but, people like us, we moved here specifically to try to, to pursue comedy, to try that thing. That's dead now. Right. Why would I want to pay four times the rent that I could be paying almost anywhere else? You know, like I could exactly. save money when this industry doesn't exist anymore and everything is virtual. Yeah, I mean, I've been planning on moving for a few years, so you know, I it's a little weird to to move right now when this city is like at a low point. But um, it's a tough city to live in, man. If you don't. <laughs> if you're not rich yeah yeah even uh, before the pandemic there was yeah. no reason for pores like us to be here because I, it's yeah, already I, just for the rich i know it really is like i was living in a basement with no windows with two roommates and paying uh low enough rent where there were lots of people who were like that's an awesome deal i would do that so I know. Just kind of what, I was gonna say, yes, yeah, that apartment. People were like envious of that. I know, so. and it was it was miserable. It was like no human should live like that. Uh, I can't believe I did it for as long as I did, but uh, it was already like it was ridiculous. I think the the only thing is like because so many people are leaving, and there probably is going to be. My hope for New York City is that it stops attracting like what it seemed to be attracting from what I could tell, which was just waves of sorority girls who wanted to go into PR and frat boys who wanted to come go into finance or advertising or not for fraternity sorority girls. I don't want to shit on them specifically, but it's basically like people who want to move here to make it. (laughs) That's who it is. And then Greek, Greek life. And I don't mean Greece. I mean, from colleges. Yeah. (laughs) Basically like rich kids who wanted to come here to like pay a shitload in rent and make a bunch of money. I'm hopeful like for New York city. And I don't have a lot of, uh, to be honest, I don't super give a shit. (laughs) Like what happens because you know, I had my time as like a young person here. It's like yeah. whatever, but I'm. I think what would be cool is if those people stop wanting to live here, and then insane people like weirdos who want to, you know, the dreamers. Let's bring the dreamers back. You know what I mean? I uh, mean, I, yeah, I, I think it could be a good thing long term for New York to get. Even if it turns scummy and dangerous again, yeah, like it could get some character back. Yeah, because Manhattan, Manhattan below like 100th Street now just feels like a fucking playground for rich people and and tourists. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I mean, not that I'm, it's like a I'm shopping Johnny mall, Manhattan, but it's yeah, it's like it is. It's a giant shopping mall. It's you can so, go, you can go, come here and like go to all the stores you could go to anywhere else. But they're more yeah. expensive. <laughs> they're more expensive, and there's more Europeans uh, visiting. So yeah, I kind of agree. I'm like, maybe it will be sort of like a a rich douchebag reset. And I'm not obviously Jimmy excluded. Probably a, a shitload of people who are leaving. But 
I know there's people leaving for good reason, but there's also a lot of rich people leaving who are like, oh, yeah. it's done and they're going to kill me soon. So I better leave. Yeah. Exactly. So, and that's, that's a good thing for, yeah. for those people to go away. Cause they're, they're the ones who are just, yeah, it's just like, it feels like the whole city is, is just super yuppified now. It's just mm-hmm. like every, everywhere you go, it's just fucking rich. And, and it's that and it feels like most cities in America are having many versions of that. And mm-hmm. I think maybe this whole thing is going to reverse that. It's a reverse, reverse white flight. Yeah. Because right, yeah. first all the like white people went to the suburbs and then the last 10 or 15 years, they were like, Ooh, the city let's go yeah. run everyone out of there. And now, uh, the people with money are like, Ooh, the city's scary. Let's go back to the suburbs. So, well, for, and for like Jerry Seinfeld and people like that, when he was coming up in comedy and like that generation, they weren't paying two thousand dollars a month for a box in the ground with no window. Yeah, you know, right. You could yeah. carving artists like were a thing. You could like yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's do that. You know, but. That's yeah, not an we, option anymore. No, it, it's like for us, we've seen it here too with comedians. We've all had actual real jobs as we've tried to do this. Mm-hmm. And the people around us without work who are like the rich kids have blown by us. I mean, for me, it's also my humor sucks. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, also wording, I'm also working a 40-hour day a week and I can't just yeah. go to auditions whenever I feel like it. And I have to pay rent, and I have to. Pay I, rent. Yes, Where exactly. All these other so rich hard. people are the ones that. There, I will say there are an alarming amount of people I know, and it's not all of them, but like it is true that a lot of people I've seen have huge success in the entertainment industry are people who've never had a job. Yeah, no, that's yeah. <laughs> They've had yeah, nice but... apartments that were paid for, and they got to just do that. Yeah. Like yeah, if you could just do that and not have to work and worry and deal with real life responsibilities, then yeah, we all three of us would probably be fucking have TV jobs or some shit. Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe not. But it, that, not. yeah, that, but that's my. I guess the silver lining to all this that I've been thinking about is maybe that'll co- go back to being a thing. Yeah, a weird like, city again. Yeah, and like people can afford to live here and like not have all their time and energy go into paying their rent, but who knows, you know, that could be not true. And it could just, they could all come flooding back in, in like also, six months. What fun is missing from this guy's life that he wants? I don't, I mean, because yeah, coronavirus is kind of slowing it down everywhere. I know some places aren't, you know, they're opening up as if nothing's happening, but you know, that, you know, this pandemic has a lot to do with why things have slowed down a little bit as well. <laughs> yeah give it a minute (laughs) yeah rich guy (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah that take is just awful on his part but yeah and also just to 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 follow up on kevin with the the like the rich the trust fund kids it's a lot easier to be successful there's somebody um who i won't name but did i think a web series called like the unemployed show or something yes. like that who uh lives in the a building a luxury building uh basically across the street from where i work in williamsburg is that right yeah i know who I you're s- talking I about and that makes person, me want to barf 
I see this person around there all the time and I'm like, Oh, you must just live here because you're always walking your dog around here. And the, I the one bedroom, one bedrooms in that building start at like 3000 a so, month. So can you imagine the fucking gall to have a show yeah. called the unemployed show and you live yeah. in a $3,000 a month apartment. And also I can because I live here. <laughs> and and to add to that, I heard that that person like paid a fucking like real crew to come in and shoot that piece of shit. And Amazing. not to mention that led to a real job. Yeah. Like I don't know if yeah. it's directly or indirectly, but um so and I know that's... that I I don't know that person well. I've met that person perfectly nice, I guess, like sure, or sure. I shouldn't say nice like perfectly amiable, like not an asshole to your, like right away. Yeah. I, I did one shoot with that person. It was like, Oh, they're, they're fine. But yeah, you so know, there's something the deep. There's, there must be something deeply rotten. If you can call the show, the unemployed show <laughs> yeah. and you pay $3,000 a month in rent and you don't see yeah. how that's fucked up. Yeah. You're exactly. like, you're not unemployed. You're, you don't work. This should be yeah. called the I don't need a job show. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's a little peek behind the curtain of of how things actually work in the entertainment. Yeah. I mean, that's lot. real cancel culture, in my opinion, to me. Yeah. Canceling out everyone who doesn't have money. Because people are like, how come you don't write a spec script? And it's like, well, because I got to go work and I don't have yeah. time to stay up all fucking night. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's stressful enough just to, like, survive every week. Right. Yeah, so, I mean... Anyway, I, yeah, I just had to bring that up because it's... Yeah, I this see that around... I'm at my hell job, and I see this person walking their dog, you know, in the, at, at one thirty in the afternoon on a Tuesday. And I could... I could like, oh, it's... Yeah, you're unemployed, right? And I could go through... You, I could name... Right off the top of my head, five people with similar deals where it's mm-hmm. like they I've seen them around doing nothing. I a couple of them I know their situations, and then I see them get these awesome jobs in comedy because they were like, and you know, I won't say no credit to them because they still have to do whatever they're doing. Some like, people not, were funny, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they 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 put in effort to what they're doing, but it is like man, like. Fuck you. you got a major, leg, major leg up. Um, so, yeah, you can't help but be a little jealous because, yeah. Yeah. Some of them, though, I will say, not funny. Don't do the work. It just kind of luck. They kind of luck into it. Sure. There's a few oh, of yeah. those, too. I mean, Absolutely. I don't want to let them get off the hook. I would say yeah. having a show where you sit around in pajamas and talk to people who also don't have jobs, I call that pretty yeah. close to doing nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you can all all Google that show and you'll find out who we're talking about. (laughs) Maybe she'll, I mean, they, (laughs) maybe that person. They now, you know, you don't know the pronoun. You don't know the pronoun. I was trying to be coy about the gender of who we're talking about, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I I don't know really. You know, know what, what, what is also fun about Corona is like, I don't really care that much about burning bridges anymore. Cause it's like bridges to what? Right. Like what <laughs> yeah. fucking, I'm never going to see anyone I know in New York in person again. Yeah. And also like the comedy world just seems totally 
Like I can't make sense of what where it's headed right yeah. now. I don't understand. There's, I can see. There's I don't lots know what the future is. There seem to like, be a ton, a ton of like really awful cartoons being made because they're like, well, we can make cartoons. All you need is like a microphone, and everyone can work separately. And what I've been seeing, at least initially, is like, hey, do you want to watch the worst looking cartoon you've ever seen in your life by a bunch made by a bunch of people who hate cartoons, but are resigning themselves to doing this. I don't know. There's, I'm sure there'll be some other stuff, but there is a lot of, it's, it's almost bizarre to see people put out like, here's my character reel. And you're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. It's like get work and submit that to the employer, but you don't need to share it with everyone on Instagram or YouTube. Yeah. I don't want to watch your video of like, I mean, even in the pandemic, I don't want to see that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't even in non-pandemic, but especially now I don't want to see like your character is like check out this wacky behavior of someone who flies on a plane. Right. It's the lady who's sitting next to you. It's like I don't care. Check Nobody out this cares. Character that's less funny than the one that you wrote, but I got, <laughs> I got work from it. Uh yeah. So and we auditioned also, for the same thing and I got picked and it's is not funny. <laughs> But I'm good looking. Um, yeah. I'm 30 yeah, exactly. pounds less lighter than you are. <laughs> I'm skinny and good looking. Uh, and my daddy owns the company. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, well, it's also good to know that Corona can't take away our bitter, our bitterness. Oh, yeah. That's not going anywhere. That's here to stay, folks. That's now more than ever. Range. Yeah. Yeah. I just limps. I just lip sync, and I get a Netflix comedy special. Oh no! Please, <laughs> yeah. not only that. That fucking that Ooh. woman was it the uh, spoke at the DNC. Yeah, longer than Ilhan Omar, AOC, <laughs> Jermaine Bowman. She's an open micer who does lip syncing, and she like did a Trump uh. lip sync, and then she was like. But seriously, folks, we need to. It's like, who the fuck are you? It's crazy. I wouldn't listen to anyone I saw in open mic. And look, Ever. it's it's. I bitched about it on Twitter. I'm not even mad at her because, like, hey, get your money, get what you can. It's the it's the industry and the boomers that are like, isn't this hilarious? Yeah, that's it's that's like, what's no. the worst part about it is that. She's only there because people are eating that shit up. Yeah, it's like, like get your money. I don't care, but yeah, what the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> yeah, how are people like this? Is brilliant. It's <laughs> not an impression. <laughs> Can we at the minimum stop calling it an impression? Because she's yeah. not doing an impression. She's, she's just thinking. She's lip syncing yeah. and then like adding. I only saw the DNC clip because our the hopeful VP Kamala Harris shared it on Twitter, and I was like, what the fuck? Well, they're like buddies. What? They're buddies? Yeah, she like, uh, she hosted, and this is Sarah Cooper. She's a public figure. I don't care. Um, Yeah. And you guys all know who we're talking about anyway. She hosted some event, or she was picked to host some event with with Kamala, and like, it's like, my buddy Kamala, I get to talk to her, and blah, 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 and I I don't know. I guess they became friends, because she's written a couple books. I guess about something. So Sarah I don't know. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know much about her. I just, I know I've she looked was... her up because yeah, I just before know about making her fun of her. I wanted to make sure it wasn't just a stand up I just didn't know about. 
but she's a straight up open micer. Like her only stand up videos are like five minute clips. Um, yeah. And TikTok. She just got famous on TikTok, which, hey, again, get hustle, get your money, but I'm still going to be bitter that you have success even though you just lip sync. Yeah. Get your money, do your thing, but let's not kid ourselves into thinking that that's, that's a display of talent. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if you sit down and watch her Netflix special, like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know. You're like, oh, great. This is going to be an hour and a half of hilarious stand-up. Like, may- yeah. I don't know. Maybe, she, maybe she, she's funny, but, like... That's the thing. No- I'm not saying she's not funny. I'm just saying, let's not, like, pretend that that thing is uh, yeah. a show of great skill or... Yeah. It's and, again, funny. it's it's the frustrating thing is, again, not with her because... If I was offered a ton of money for this podcast, you know, if, if we got offered money for this podcast, a lot of people would be mad because it's like, you guys are a, don't know shit about sports and you're not funny and yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to take that money. Of course. And you know, I, I'm not going to say no. So like, I'm not mad at her personally. I'm mad at the industry. And I, and I, wouldn't, and I, I would say the same thing about us. I would be like, I'm not like if I were on the outside and we blew up and they paid us a ton of money for sports lords, I wouldn't. I would probably be pissed and yeah. I wouldn't and I'd be like, I'm not saying those guys aren't talented. I'm just saying that takes no effort and it's like it's just them <laughs> shooting the shit. And I'd be right. That is all this is. Um, like Jesus and Miro yeah. just talk about internet videos. And they're hilarious. They're very yeah, they're I just love, really entertaining. I love Jesus and Miro. I was but, on the first season of yeah, Jesus and Miro for two seconds. But the thing with yeah. them, they at least write jokes. You know what I mean? Like, they have takes. This Trump impression, there's no take on it. You're not – you're just repeating what he says. So it's it's boomers being on the internet. That's the real problem. That's what I'm getting down here. Old people shouldn't be allowed to look at the internet because they're the yeah. ones that think this is funny and they ruin it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so all of our problems can basically be tied directly back to to boomers fucking shit up in some way. One hundred percent. But anyway, we're a sports show, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, sure, sure. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cathartic. I needed to. Yeah, I had to get that out because I I yeah. tweeted it out and then I had. Jamal, of course, and I had a little talk about it, but it was like, I want to be at a bar with my other comedian friends bitching about this, like, loudly and drunkenly, not just the, a civil conversation on Twitter. <laughs> I, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's... I don't know what stuff is going to be made, but yeah, it's... It, it's unfortunately, it seems like whatever... Like, they're just lowering the standard... Even more to for what shit they make. And we're know. not low enough. We're not no. low enough on that standard yet. Or we're not high enough on that low standard yet to get breakthrough. We should yeah. just make a Sports Lords cartoon or something. A Sports Lords cartoon where we just lip sync Bill Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> and all those guys. Exactly. Yeah, I think I can do it. Nobody steal that idea. It's trademarked. That's Sports Lords property. So. Yeah. That's ours. Yeah. yeah. What was the way we um, copyright stuff? We have to take the microphone, mail it to ourselves, yes. and then the idea is copywritten. That's I believe. Right. I think that's that's right. Yeah. I'll mail the mic to myself. It'll take longer to get to me. 
because of the post office now, but it's still, Oh, don't get me started on the art. post office. <laughs> I that's one news story that I like refuse to to look into. The whole like uh, yeah, I don't even let's not even talk about it because I just I, when I see people online bitching about the post office, I'm like, I can't, I can't anymore. You know, it's just it's tough because these things are like there are a lot of things that are real serious issues, but most of what you see about it is annoying people on social media reacting to the issue, right? And so that can color how you see this stuff when it's just like the most annoying pedantic uh proud democrat guy you know mm-hmm. being like i can't believe the cheeto in chief is attacking her <laughs> it's, you have it's to like, read the boring story written by yeah. some nerd that like because i did that about the post office thing and like this whole layers behind it it's like oh this is actually a really big deal but it's not explained yeah. the way this nerd explained it in this i did that too I, I the news does or i like listened to um a smart person on a podcast talk about it and i was like okay yeah that yeah. makes sense but yeah it's like uh he pointed out how much people freak out on the left and the right and start going straight to conspiracies like posting pictures of um like jamie lee curtis posted a picture of a truck taking away a tow truck taking away usps mail van or whatever a mail mm-hmm. mail truck mm-hmm. and she's like they're doing it they're they're taking away them and it's like they're just towing a car that broke down probably it's probably just broke down it's like but kevin the cia was planting fireworks in our neighborhoods to rattle us don't you remember like this whole <laughs> scheme like we have to believe everything Oh, I forgot It wasn't because it was 4th of July. It was because they wanted to kill us with fireworks. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, were, they were trying to kill us. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, that. It wasn't just that people were bored and had money and just wanted to blow shit up. It was 4th of was, July weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, was, that, did, that was weird. That, that went away. Like I, I feel like everywhere I look, people were complaining about fireworks. On July then, 5th, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just stopped and there was yeah people were like they're trying to fucking get us to go crazy man um yeah as we uh, live in gentrified neighborhoods where the culture is big on fireworks and has been forever but you know right yeah now, yeah exactly it's the exactly. CIA. <laughs> yeah. cia man i saw two guys in a white van give a bunch of teenagers fireworks and they said blow these up and then subvert the vote and then we're going to come in, we're going to bring troops, and they're going to bring crack, and they're going to sell you crack. Right? That guy's, that guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's going to happen is... <laughs> is this the podcast you were listening to with the smart guy? Yeah, it was this really smart guy named... Uh, that was a clip, by the way, guys. We played a real quick clip there. It's called Kenny yeah. Explains It All, and he lives in a shack <laughs> in New Hampshire. <laughs> Kenny, hey. I gotta check out Kenny. Welcome, Ken Heads. Today I'm explaining the fireworks, keeping you all awake. The word "work" is in there because they're working to kill you. Fire. You see how that goes? It's all in the words. 
<laughs> sounds terrifying. It's a really good show. They're making your dogs go crazy so they'll turn on you. And they won't be your best friend anymore. <laughs> the dogs will all attack in 2012. Kenny, it's 2020. <laughs> what? That's oh. what you think. Yes. In the Mayan calendar, it's actually 2010 right now. Years worked different back with the Mayans. So when we jumped the gun, we went Gregorian, but they have a different system. <laughs> it kind of sounds like Sorry, Jesse, turn into Jesse Ventura. Ventura there a little bit. <laughs> the Mayans, the Mayans have a different calendar. <laughs> yeah, let's do all James Adomian impressions now. Just rip him off. Why not? Yeah. Oh um, boy, we'll never that, find out. That impression made me lightheaded. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> but um. So sports. Yeah, where do we begin? I feel like we didn't touch. Okay, well, I guess the NBA. Um, I was going to talk about hard knocks, but NBA is more prevalent. We can talk about all of it. Well, let's. Well, I don't. Where I do feel you like want to start, Kevin? Where do you want to talk? I feel like we didn't yeah. talk about Sean McVay enough last week. Yeah, Maybe. we for, we mentioned it and then got sidetracked with something else. Because when I was editing back, I was like, "Oh yeah, we were gonna talk about Hard Knocks and then just got away." Same, yeah. Oh I, yeah, I I'll, I'll need you guys to update me on that because I still haven't watched Hard Knocks. I've only at seen all? the first episode. No, yeah, no, I haven't behind. seen any of it I, yet. I've only seen the first one as well. But Sean McVay is friend of the show, friend of the show, sure. former rival uh, high school player of. Class of 04 Marist quarterback, Sean McVay. Now head coach of the L.A. Rams. Right. And he he just seems like a bimbo, man. He's he like uncool in every way. But he's got this amazing house in Los Angeles with like an infinity pool. And he's got this, you know, He's got a dog and a really attractive girlfriend, but like, like no, all out of a catalog, no personality on none. the house, mm-hmm. on the girlfriend, no offense to her fiance, no offense to her, but she doesn't come off great in the one scene. No, she <laughs> seems like just really dull and and scared of Sean a little bit. Really? I did I didn't pick up on that. I'm but not I'm scared, but like I don't want to put that out there. No, she's not scared of him. <laughs> That's not what I mean. I mean, I mean, like, you could see him like he starts to hit her. No, I'm no, kidding. no, no. I mean, like she was scared of like saying the wrong thing on camera. Is more. Uh, like, he would talk, and then it would be like a beat of silence, and then she would give the most canned, boring response. Mm-hmm. It's just like no chemistry, no energy or attitude. It felt very cold to me. Just yeah. everything about their house, their relationship, everything. I think he found her, like you said, in a catalog for the woman's store. What it feels you know? like. <laughs> She's just like, Sean has to go and play coach football. And we're like, she's not like overly ditzy. It's just like no. blank. No personality. No like, personality. Should we have Rosé? And she's yeah, like, they're, yes. It's like their night before <laughs> practice starts. And they're like, let's have Rosé. And that's like their fun and then it's just like, he's like, you know, quarantine's really brought us closer together. I was just like trying to imagine how the time must have been filled with those two for like months. Well, he said, mm-hmm. it's been hard. We've, we're planning a wedding and mm. we're going through that and it's go, driving us crazy. Right. So Diego has to go answer the door. I wonder who that is. Who do you think it is, Jimmy? Um, I'm going to say drugs. 
drugs. drugs. That's probably the number one. That seems right. Was that drugs? No, I ordered those yesterday, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> on the weekend, they seem to come a little bit earlier in the day. Uh, uh, or earlier in the evening. But uh, no, it's FedEx. Ah. Uh, but also, it could just mean that it's also a teenager outside who wants to come into our building that'll say it's FedEx. And uh, someone will let is it. Do they, do they do the same thing at your building they do it? at my building where they just ring like all the bell, like yeah. all the apartments. Cause I'll hear my neighbors answers. first and then it'll come to me and then it'll go like, yeah. To the next Oh yeah. Yeah. We get that too. Classic New York move. But anyway, Sean McVay doesn't deal with that. No, because he lives no. in like, uh, it seems like he's in like the Hollywood Hills or something. Yeah. Um, in this super nice, uh, house, not apartment. He makes a lot of jokes that are hokey. He's the corniest. He's so corny. I think he made he made a joke. He's like a moment killer. Like someone said something kind of funny and people laughed and then he just went classic. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, God damn, you're lame, dude. Because on the surface, he's like, whoa, you're like this young fucking NFL coach with this awesome house and this beautiful fiance. He got and then to the Super like, Bowl like right away. Yeah. You're, and you're kind of the shit, and then, like, you see him. And granted, they're being followed by cameras, and he's probably not being 100% natural, but it's yeah. still, like, this is lame. Well, the this thing is, about this it doesn't seem like fun The for thing you. about it is that they contrast it, because Hard Knocks this year is both L.A. teams. So they right. did the contrast. They did Sean McVay in his home the night before – practice just kind of you know because the interview is like hey you're going to start training camp it's a weird scenario like what are you doing to prepare so they're showing him trying to be loose at home but they contrast it with anthony lynn the head coach of the la chargers and he's totally different he's just like a football coach he's just like yeah grilling out in his backyard with his wife and it's like yeah we're getting ready like i had coronavirus I've survived this. I'm worried about, you know, he's just way more just normal. I don't know. Yeah. He's cold like and he's got more character. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause him and his wife, they seem cool. Like they had a kind of a cool backstory. Like he got kind of took this job. He didn't want in Cleveland. And he read when he got there that Cleveland, that was the worst city in America for single men. And then he met his now wife who was like a, Local TV reporter. Yeah. So, match made in heaven, you know? Beautiful story. But they just seem like normal people, just a little mm -hmm. bit more loose and just kind of comfortable being themselves in front of the camera. Yeah. Where the other folks just seem so cold. Like, Sean McVay and them just seem so... And like you said, to be fair to him and his fiance, it's weird to have a fucking crew of people, especially during a pandemic. Right. You're home filming you. And it's like, act natural, you nerd, weird man already. Yeah. You know, like, what is it supposed to do? Um, but yeah, I look forward to seeing more. Um, it's, it is, it's also weird to watch that show because it's, it's, you realize how huge of an undertaking it is to try to stick to protocol with an NFL team. Yeah. There's just so many people. There's so much contact. It's like, and I think one guy for the Chargers – and they're um, onboarding tested positive right off the bat. So I don't know. And again, uh, the coach has already had it. So he's 
you know, he, he addresses the team right away, tells them he's had it. So it, it just, yeah, it's not good. Nah. And it made me, uh, it also just, I realized the NFL is just going to plow ahead no matter what, like it's happening and for better or worse, it's happening just in the same way baseball, like they kind of hit a point where it's like, okay, they're not turning back. Yeah. Um, and Before we leave the NFL, I did want to bring up another little quick fun story that I saw about the NFL. Um, so apparently the Bills stadium, the naming rights are up and they're looking for investors and uh, Barstool Sports has said that they're going to do whatever they can to make it Barstool Stadium and uh, they're going to be bidding into taking over the Buffalo Bills stadium. I would oh, hope yeah. that Bang Bros make a run for it too. I do too. I'd yeah. rather one of the, you know, we joked about it, but it's coming. Yeah, or Bazungas. Like, obviously, we would prefer Bazungas gets in there. Um, of course. And we yeah. know they have, they're rich in cash. Mm-hmm. And I will say, if you haven't, check out the, it's not just old content on Bazungas. They do have COVID compliant crews making porn as we speak oh yeah they, and it's they, not just webcam girls no no it's no. full hardcore penetrative porn and what's great about it is uh you know they started with just the masks you know so they wouldn't but they've actually been quarantining some of their biggest stars for example uh uh arthur schlong he's in the bubble they've got a bazungas bubble um mindy jugs she's in the bubble i mean so who are your favorites like because they're all the, the whole bazunga stables of stars jimmy who's your favorite bazunga star right off the top of the head um Susie honkers <laughs> yeah, she's there man they've got Susie honkers in quarantine yeah wow. i i like katya kulo I'm into like the Latin, you know, vibe yeah. thing and the Kulo. Yeah. So it's like Katya Kulo, you know, she's good. She's in there. Yeah. Um, uh, Peggy 45G is in there. <laughs> He's got, she's somehow got an odd number cup on her bra. Because usually it's just <laughs> even numbers, but hers is a 45G. I believe uh, it's custom made and that's why. And yeah. It's like the 44 couldn't quite fit them and the 46 was just a little too a little much too give. Big. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're all there. Uh, I've been enjoying it and it's just nice watching content like that, knowing everyone's safe. Um, but it's yeah, got... Scrote, I got to give a shout out to Sammy Scrote. It's like, I know he's a guy, but like he performs really, he puts on a good show. You know what I mean? He does. He, hey, yeah. he, he doesn't comfortable. He, he like is, he hasn't, he hasn't gotten the award for best cream pie in the biz six right. years running for no reason at all. You know? Yeah. He's kind of an amazing story because he's so scrote centric. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's brave because he kept his real last name. Yeah, yeah, he did. Bro, I his, mean, it, his real last name. Yeah, he was kind of made. I mean, it's crazy that <laughs> his name is Scrote, and he has an abnormally large surface area on his scrote. And I think it must be. I think it goes back to Germany or wherever he's from, his family, and that's just that's how the name came to be, and it's yeah. been passed down through the the bloodline. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So, all that anyway. said. Get in there before Barstool does and get the naming rights to that Bill Stadium. 
Because yeah. um, now that Portnoy has overcome Corona 19, uh, COVID-19, because he had it. He did? Yeah. Oh, shit. Now I that he's know. overcome it, he's back and he wants to bid on the stadium. So. Wow. I didn't know that he had COVID, but... I know way yeah, too much either. about them, because it'll pop up on Twitter. I'm like, I don't want to know about these guys, but it's all there, because if you follow a sports account, that means you must like Barstool and The Ringer and all those other mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I, I I definitely don't want to, like, blame anyone for getting COVID, you know? Like, right. it's so contagious. But I just have a feeling he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, I think you, know? you might be right about that. Like interviewing the president without a mask on? <laughs> there, there's that. Yeah. And all the people around him who probably have coronavirus. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Well, we'll see. What was the name of the Bill Stadium before, do you know? I don't – I'll pull it up real quick. Um, but it's some other boring. company. Yeah, it's some other company that I don't remember. The Chuck's Auto Parts Buffalo Bill Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it would be something kind of silly. New Era Field. Uh, okay. Uh, so actually, a, a company that, you know. Sports related. Yeah. That's better than most stadium names now. Like, yeah. Better than Truist. Banks. Truist is maybe one of the worst. Rainstick uh, Rain Arena or something like that out in Arizona might be one of the worst. Hmm. Rain stick? Yeah, because Rain Stick is a casino, I think, out there. Oh, uh, okay. And so it's like Rain Stick Arena in Phoenix where the Suns play. That's pretty bad. I mean, yeah. I'd, t- I'd take Rain Stick over Truist. Yes. Absolutely. It's also funny. I heard on the Braves broadcast, not to get too far into this, but Chip Carey accidentally referred to it as Sun Trust. Oh, yeah. During a broadcast, and he didn't catch it, and he just kept going. And I just think it's funny thinking about the company, like, God damn it. It's truest. <laughs> well, that sounds a little bit like the Reds announcer, Tom Brenneman, who accidentally referred to I forgot about that. Now, now that we're talking about baseball announcers, like, let's get into it. Let's get into baseball. Sure. That, that was that, that insane. Incredible stuff. Yeah. So – if you don't know about this, I mean, it's a huge story, but Tom Brenneman, announcer for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, it's Thom, Kevin. Thom um, Brenneman. Thom Brenneman, um, yeah. Son yeah. of Marty Brenneman, who was also a Reds announcer. Uh, Thom was announcing a game, and before he went on, right when they went on air, he must have thought he had like three seconds before he went on air, and he was – caught mid-sentence referring to a city, a place, I don't know what, but all we heard was that's one of the blank capitals of the world. And he the used F-word. The short, yeah. the abbreviated F-word. Um, we don't know the context, but he didn't finish the game. He made an apology during one of the innings. It was sort of sort of an apology. Well, it was a doubleheader, and he said it in game one, and then he didn't finish game two because people started calling in or writing in or there was a thing. Okay. And also, mid-apology, he broke, and he was like, and Castellanos drives one deep to right field. <laughs> well, he did. Anyway, I'm sorry yeah. for using that yeah. homophobic slur. Hey, ever a professional, he had to call the game. Yeah. 
But it was funny because he did it in like a somber tone. It was like, I would never, I'm a man of faith and Castellanos hits one to center field and it's gone. And I just want to say I would never like, intend to hurt. He was like, if this is my last broadcast or whatever, I just want you to know that it sounded like he was yeah. hostage video, like about to be killed or something. <laughs> Tell my wife I love her. So, but I, I truly am curious. Like, I really want to know. What city was he talking about? Uh, why did that? Who was he talking to? Um, did someone leak it on purpose? Like, did they put him out live on purpose, or was it just a, a fuck up? These are all things I want to know because yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, because you know, I I listened to the Michael K show here in New York with the Yankees announcer Michael K. And uh, he was, you know, he he didn't quite go all the way to admitting that maybe he has made uh, some some uh, you know inappropriate comments to the guys in the truck before. But he was basically saying, like, you know, sometimes you don't know. You've got to put a lot of trust in those guys who are in the truck because uh, you know, and you got to treat those guys like gold because you know they can end your career if if they leave you on mic at the wrong time so who knows how many of these announcers are saying uh horrible things off the air but i mean yeah it's also like anytime you're in front of a microphone and there's a chance what you're saying could be broadcast to a wide (laughs) audience Maybe just watch what the fuck you say. I know. It's also, like, what conversation were they having is what I want to know. That's what my theory. My theory. Like, I want to go to Kansas City because that's where they were playing. Because secretly, <laughs> I want some men. Yeah. I. My theory is that he was like, you know, joking around trying to make someone in the truck laugh and was like shitting on some place and... That's just my theory, but I don't a, know. It's such a weird thing because I've, I've, I, I worked at 790 The Zone in Atlanta, sports talk radio station, back in the mid-2000s. And, like, yeah, you just – you don't say shit if there's ever any chance of it getting out on air reported. Like you were saying, if you're around a mic. Um, yeah. And some of the guys I worked with would say insanely inappropriate stuff that they might not say it now, obviously, or whatever. I don't care. But they would still say it, but never. It was always like, are the mics off? Are we not broadcasting? Let's go to this other room so I can make this joke kind of deal. Because, like, everyone yeah. knows. You ne- and it might not even be on purpose. He, he may have not have heard the countdown in his ear, and he thought it was still off air. Right. It's insane. It's insane that he was doing that. Yeah. I figured Chipper crazy. would have done this first. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And that's that's the thing is, like, it's more just like like what you're saying, that he didn't have the wherewithal to be like, hey, this might go out. I shouldn't say this. Yeah. Cause like, or they record it secretly behind your back, because we used to do that kind of stuff to fuck with people, record stuff out of context to make them sound bad. But this We would, we would do that at my old job, too. Yeah. Uh, take people when they were on mic, but we, we wouldn't use the audio, but we'd take it and like fuck with it just yeah, for our own amusement. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got a lot of. He's been around. I have a lot of uh, audio of Elmo 
saying weird shit in character uh, because we would record the guy who did Elmo and we would, uh, he would say some pretty off the wall shit, but he would stay in, in the voice. So mm-hmm. let's just say, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. I have out of context Chuck Oliver from back in Atlanta. So really? The worst person. <laughs> Still, worst I just person? found all that audio. No, I'm saying making him sound like that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing I just yeah. got me thinking is like, is every announcer just, is it all their sons? Is it just like you got an announcer? <laughs> no, no. An announcer? Like, what's Seriously, the fuck? they got a real nepotism problem yeah. in that industry. Especially in baseball. All right, it's really most sport because there's Joe Buck, there's Chip Carey, there's Tom, Tom Brenneman. There's um, also um, uh, Marv Alberts, Kenny Albert. Kenny Albert. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there's got to be more, but yeah, I'm sure if Dick Vitale had Ernie Johnson, Ernie Johnson Jr. Right, yeah. that was yeah. one. I mean, the Carries is a whole family of them. Yeah, three yeah. generations, and I'm sure we're gonna have like Shaylin Carey or whatever, whatever his <laughs> yeah. kid's name is. We're Brent gonna have one of them. We're gonna be we're gonna be old men, and we're gonna be hearing like, "Hey, this is uh, <laughs> this is Brondon Carey bringing you the Braves." <laughs> In the words of my great great granddad, Cubs <laughs> win. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Do you think he's going to lose his job forever, or do you think they'll bring him back? He'll be back at some point, I think, because he also yeah. played football on like Fox. I think. Yeah, he used um, to be a national announcer. Like yeah. I think he he was on one of my video games. Well, a lot of those guys are local and national. So like Mike Breen, who does NBA for ESPN, he's the Knicks announcer. Right. But he always knows he's going to be free during the playoffs, so he can commit to that. Um, yeah. And there's other guys like them, too. Yeah, I mean, like Ron Darling does the Mets, yes. and he's on MLB Network all day. Um, yeah. So. But again, it seems to be all nepotism in that. Yeah, if, if you're not a former player, you are related to someone who was already an announcer, for the most part. Yeah. But yeah, so, baseball is dealing with that they're dealing with covid the mets had a couple guys test positive they didn't play all weekend but they're coming back on tuesday they've said because all the tests have come back negative since mm. so we'll so, see yeah <laughs> yeah um only i i saw today only four national league teams have winning records right now yeah <laughs> it's crazy Jesus. it's like the dodgers the padres the braves and the cubs i think yeah. those are the four Everyone else is yeah, yeah. Because the Rockies got off to a hot start, but then I think started crumbling. They've yeah. lost seven straight games. Yeah, they started crumbling out of the blue. So, yeah, it's um, it's a weird, it's a weird little mini season. Uh, obviously, yeah. but I don't know. And the Braves pitching is totally falling apart, but somehow they're still winning games. I don't know. It's crazy. And the Braves play the Yankees again this week, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, in Atlanta this time. Maybe they'll uh, be able to and they win should, one. They should have Ronnie Acuna back. The power of Truist Park will hopefully... Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> what yeah. is Truist, by the way? What, what do they it's do? It's the bank that merged. It was SunTrust and another bank merged and formed Truist, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool, man. It's oh, it's amazing. I love it. It's really awesome. I think, yeah, like... I'd rather go back to Turner Field. I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had no problem with, like, 
Because that was the thing in the 90s was like, oh, should we be naming them after these like owners or whatever? And now it's There's just a like, debate of like, why not make it Hank Aaron Park, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. such a big thing. And But no. You could, you could slap your branding everywhere, but yeah. just call it Hank Aaron Park. But yeah, I, I don't know. They don't make the smartest decisions in those boardrooms. Um, no. Like naming it Truist Park and then having Blooper be our mascot. Um, <laughs> the worst mascot in the history of the world, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. I mean, I know we've gone over this, but man, the flesh tone. It's bad. <laughs> such a strange choice. The clip for really? those, it's not good. You know? yeah. I, and I'll even, yeah. I'll even give him this. The guy who's performing Blooper or Gal or whoever's deciding what bloopers bits are the bits during COVID have been kind of funny. Like he'll get in the view of the camera. Like if they're zoomed in on the batter, he's right next to him doing some dumb shit. Like in one, he was doing a painting and it's like, it's kind of funny. Like you're distracting the, the viewers. You're kind of distracting the other team classic mascot shit, but it's like, why the flesh color? What even is Blooper? Yeah. It's just a big dumbass. Is that yeah, what he is? A furry dildo. <laughs> he's a resident Weird. of Cobb County. <laughs> yeah. He's, I'm just a Cobb County dipshit. I'm a Cobb slob, dude. Yeah. So I'm sure the Yankees announcers are going to rip on Blooper during the. Yeah. I'm going to be watching the Yes Network broadcast or the ESPN, whichever ones. I hope he taunts players who've tested positive for COVID for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. Or if a bat, if like DJ LeMahieu comes to the plate, he puts on a mask. Yeah. You know, that'd be fun. Yeah. I want that. I want that level of taunting. Yeah. I'll get into blooper if he goes hard like that. Yeah. Yeah. Last night he did this weird bit where he had a, one of those conspiracy theory boards with the red string out and he was pointing to different things on the board, and they were all – there were, like, Phillies players, the Phillies logo, the Philly fanatic, and he was, like, pointing, and then it was like, what is this bit? I thought it was funny, but I was like, I don't understand what this is. It's just that the Phillies are bad, I guess. Um, <laughs> Sounds dumb. It was pretty dumb, but it was like, hey, that's innovative. I'll give yeah. him that. Sure. He's turning into Carrot Top. Prop, yeah, it's pretty props much are making a comeback. <laughs> He's doing prop comedy. It works, I guess. Made me laugh, but take it over lip syncing, I guess. Yeah, I would. I would yeah. take Blooper over Sarah Cooper's show, probably. Um, but yeah, baseball. You know, I've stopped paying attention. To really, I've gotten distracted with well, real life one, but um, NBA, other, sport, other sports too. Yeah. Oh, also. Real quick, I did watch the Champions League final. Yeah. Bayern, Bayern Munich. The worst game of the bunch. <laughs> yeah. It was still better than last year's Champions League yeah. game, but yeah. it was, yeah, one nothing. A lot of chances, but I, I didn't really follow the season, but that goalie for Bayern Munich was insane. Yeah, Manuel Neuer, who is Hitler's wet dream come to life. He's been the best goalie in the world, arguably, his whole career. He's incredible. He's he's a robot back there who just gets to everything and dives and doesn't worry about getting hurt. He's awesome. And yeah, Byron became the best, arguably the best Champions League team ever. They went undefeated throughout the whole 
pre-COVID into now. They didn't lose a single game in Champions League and just killed everybody. It's crazy. So, yeah. So, yeah. They'll start that up in a few weeks again. <laughs> That's also crazy. Yeah. Well, they got to make money, you know? Sure. And then, of course, the NBA. I have started watching more NBA, which has been fun. I caught some of that uh, fucking Lakers-Blazers. Yeah. Yeah. Game three. It started good, but it seems like the Lakers got a, a hold of that now. So where we stand currently in the first round, the uh, Celtics have swept the 76ers out of it. So the, Sixer, the process is over. The Sixers are done. There's talk that yeah. uh, Brett Brown's getting fired later today. It may have happened as we've been talking. Uh, the Raptors swept out the Nets, which was expected. Uh, let's see here. The Jazz are up 3-1 to one on the Nuggets. The Lakers are three to one up on the Blazers. The Bucks have rediscovered themselves and have started killing Orlando, and they're up three to one. And then the Mavs and Clippers are tied at two. And uh, Luka Doncic is uh, uh, really, really going off over there. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow for the the Hawks fans, yeah. as we were talking about before we got on mic, because uh, Trey Young. And the Hawks not even invited to the bubble, and now Luka Doncic is kind of blowing it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yesterday in game four against the Clippers, Luka had, I think, 42, 17, and 13 and hit the game-winning buzzer-beater shot to win the game. And, um, and yeah, I made a joke about it on Twitter, and I had some friends in Atlanta text me. And, look, guys, I still believe in Trey. I like Trey, but – I can't help but have feelings. I can't help but feel things watching this right now and watching it all unfold in front of my eyes. It, uh, it's tough. Like Kevin it's said, tough. we're not even in it. <laughs> yeah, we're not there. And as much as it's annoying to have, like, Bill Simmons constantly, you know, say how Luca's like, the, you know, this amazing player, and it's a little weird that he's, like, singling out this, you know, white guy, uh, I will say it's like I don't really understand why the Hawks and you guys kind of explained it before, but um, and you explained it well, and you can re-explain it on Mike. But I I didn't fully understand. I was like, why did we get like we could have had Luka Doncic, but we explicitly like traded to not get him and take Trey Young. And I was like, I mean, even though it is they're like both really good, it's like. It, it, that struck me as like, well, why did we do that? Yeah. Yeah. The idea is that when they traded that, when they traded Luca for Trey, basically, and they traded down, they also got a, an additional first round pick. So the idea is, yes, we realize Luca's good, but this other kid's good, and we can get something in addition to that. So their thought, their thinking is, we'll have two players that are good rather than maybe just one. Which makes sense, and also like we've you know we've defended Trey, I've defended Trey on this podcast so many times, and and I will continue to. I think there's other reasons too. Atlanta, you know, predominantly African American city, you gotta have you gotta have black stars there to get people excited. And Trey is an exciting, like cocky, like brash, fun style. He's gonna mm-hmm. wake up the NBA crowd in Atlanta potentially. Um, those factors also went in on it, I imagine because those are important things for the city of Atlanta. 
And, uh, you know, Cam Reddish had a not great rookie year, but a lot of rookies don't have good years right away. And he kind of was brought into a weird situation. He could develop, and we could end up having two all-stars come out of the deal. But uh, it doesn't change the fact that um, knowing the history of Atlanta sports and how we passed on Chris Paul and other players and seeing what Luke is doing right now, it's hard not to feel things. Yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow. Because um, the Hawks have made many horrible draft decisions. Um, yeah, you mentioned Chris Paul. I believe that's – is that the year they drafted uh, Marvin Williams? Yeah. With the third overall pick? Yeah, and to be fair to the Hawks, the one thing that Bill Simmons people and other writers will forget, Marvin was hyped up to be one of the best NBA prospects. He was. But still, Chris Paul wanted to play in Atlanta. And we knew he was already good. And we yeah. needed a point guard. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sheldon Williams yeah. we drafted, number five yeah. overall. Whew, Sheldon Williams. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ouch. Yeah. And, and the draft lottery happened. The lottery, the yeah. And speaking of lottery, because, yeah, we – last year, Zion wanted to come to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we just yep. did, couldn't yep. fucking – Chips didn't fall in our favor. And then this year. We got six. Which, that's and not have, a... And there's Anthony Edwards, who plays for, who is UGA star, who wanted to stay in Georgia and play for the Hawks. Yeah. He's from Atlanta. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He's awesome. I think he's going to be really good. I think Anthony Edwards is going to be great. But the reason people were pissed off about the lottery is that the number two pick went to the fucking Golden State Warriors, who are getting Ugh. Steph and playback. So yeah. they're going to get either Anthony Edwards, uh, James Wiseman out of Memphis, or uh, LaMelo Ball. So Man. they're going to reload even more. Or trade it away and get a veteran. You know, that, That's likely what they're going to do. They'll trade the pick and get a proven veteran to come in and play with the Warriors as well. Well, yeah, the rich get richer, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I guess I'll just watch. I'm sort of resigned for at least a while to just watch and enjoy – the NBA without having a real dog in the race, you know, or whatever the saying is a real uh, dog in the fight. Yeah. Which is problematic. And you're going to be canceled yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine, man. You but, know, um, the lottery, the lottery just sucks. Honestly, like it's, I mean, it's proving that tanking doesn't work, I guess, but also it's weird. Cause, uh, I was pulling up the tweet from David Aldridge uh, the first overall picks in the last decade, and the NBA keeps tweaking with this to fix it. Minnesota's gotten it twice, and they got it again this time. New Orleans has had it twice. Cleveland's had it three times. Philly's had it twice. Phoenix has had it once, and Washington's had it once. So the same teams keep getting it. Are you a conspiracy theorist, and you think that it's rigged, or do you think it's just random? And I don't know, man. Ha- because, like, again, as a Hawks fan, I was disappointed, but how have the New York Knicks continuously gotten fucked in the lottery? You know what I mean? Because they're eight. Yeah. They're picking eight. They're well, not that's, even. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, they get fucked. And you would think if it was rigged, the NBA would have some. They'd um, want the big markets winning. Yeah, they'd want yeah, the they'd biggest want the Knicks. market. Yeah. It would be awesome if the Knicks were, like, really fucking good again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're not. They're fucking terrible. So unless they're rigging it against them because everyone hates James Dolan that much, 
because some he's conspiracy like, theorists do think that is true. They're like, we fucking hate James, even though the Rangers, I think, got the number one overall pick in hockey. And he owns the Rangers. As and well, he owns the right? Rangers. But there was a weird mm-hmm. thing where the guy dropped the ping pong ball and then like had to pull it out again, and it looked like it was. I mean, there was conspiracy in hockey where they're like, that ball's heavier. Look at how he's like struggling with it and why did it slip out of yeah. his hand and stuff. But there are theorists who say that because the NBA hates James Dolan, they continuously fuck them over. I don't believe it. I just think it's it's dumb for the NBA to not have the Knicks be good. Yeah. I guess in that sense, it yeah, it makes I, – I guess it seems to me that it's just random and it just it's hasn't unlucky. worked out for the Hawks yeah. or the Knicks or probably a bunch of other teams. But like we were saying, I feel like the Hawks would fuck it up somehow because they always have – until they prove me, until Atlanta sports curse is gone, I'm just never going to believe that we did something well. You know what I mean? Even if yeah. I believe in Trey and I think he's going to be fine and I think the Hawks will be good, but something about that curse of the city, I just, we might hold him back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the NBA uh, tonight, you know, could basically wrap up most of the first round and, um, and move on and LeBron it's incredible how he plays at 35 years old he's just still the best player in the world by far yeah it's wild watching him play yeah and the, the Lakers are up 3-1 in that series yeah the they... Blazers won the first game and then they've come they killed the Lakers killed them in game two and then they hung on in game three but LA was just too much and game four has game four happened it's, or yeah game four was over the weekend I guess yeah so they it was a close one Okay. Or is it two to one? I think it's two to one, right? Two to one. Sorry, I may have yeah. that down wrong. They played a night. Gotcha. Yeah, because I watched the Saturday night game and it was kind of close. Like they hung in there and then they pulled away the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But um, but I don't think that that series I think is going to be tough. Still, the other thing I wanted to mention about the NBA before we wrap that up is um, on a serious note. The story of Masai Ujiri, the executive of... I was going to bring this up myself, yeah. Yeah, so last year, after the Raptors won the NBA Finals, they were playing in Oakland, and Masai Ujiri, or the Raptors, who put the team together, he was walking onto the court to celebrate with the team, and a cop, uh, a security guard at the arena said that Masai assaulted him. And they got into an altercation and that he attacked him and he assaulted him and they became this whole thing. And he went on to sue him. He actually sued Masai Ujiri. This, uh, I don't have his first name down, but his last name is Strickland. Is this, uh, and he actually is, he is a, a cop too. He's a cop. He's yeah. Just he is a sheriff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Deputy. But now the body cam footage has come out and he sued Masai Ujiri last year in federal, uh, federal lawsuit saying that he suffered injuries to his head, his jaw, his chin, and his teeth. And he filed workers' compensation claims saying Ujiri had a violent predisposition and acted with evil motive amounting to malice. And he hasn't been able to work for a year because of the result of this attack from Ujiri. And um, he, stormed the, he said he stormed the court and all this. So now the body cam footage came out, and uh, it just shows the cop pushing Masai Ujiri multiple times with Ujiri doing nothing. Just yeah, it was yeah. like showing him his badge. Unprovoked as, aggression. Yeah. As he's reaching for his NBA credential yeah. to show, like, hi, I'm the GM of this team. I'm allowed to be on the court. The cop just shoves him multiple times. And he just says, like, 
and he kind of throws his arms up like, well, what, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And the shoves aren't just like pushing back like a crowd. He's like full on, full weight. Yeah. Shove. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's trying to knock him over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's kind of working against them. But in good fashion that we, in this country we live in, the precinct, they're defending the security guard saying that he's right and that he should continue this lawsuit. Even though Ujiri's lawyers have showed uh, this security guard has also been arrested in the past for insurance fraud, uh, which raises questions about how much truth he tells. And they've shown videos of him with uh, no swelling, no injuries, using a power saw, and uh, hanging out at lunch with friends. During I love time. that there's video of him using a power saw. Yeah. <laughs> so. Very I cool. I have to say, I, for one, I'm shocked that this behavior out of a cop? one of our boys in blue. Yeah. And I hope the rest of the police officers, yeah, I hope that they, and I know that they will, they'll, they'll have a nice talking to with this guy. They'll say, hey, man, this this kind of thing doesn't fly in the police department. No, we don't do that. No, no, no. No, we're not corrupt. We don't, we don't uh, assault people. We don't, we certainly don't kill anyone um, in cold blood. Especially black people. Especially black people. Well... Diego, did you know that actually police officers kill 50 million white people a year in the U.S., but you don't hear about that in the news, do you? And if they do, <laughs> it doesn't mean we need to change the system because there's even more people being killed. It just I know, yeah, that, that's like a weird... We're okay that's like, with all these white people being killed. That's a weird MAGA <laughs> argument that they, they're like, do you know police officers actually kill five times as many whites as they do blacks? And you don't hear about that. And it's like, that shouldn't if that that's you? true, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's also a problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah actually, we'll see where this goes. But it was just like an insane story. Now it's crazy. I, I, hadn't re- yeah. I didn't really know about the story. And then I just watched that video. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And yeah, before we wrap up just in general and NBA stuff, I do want to also just shit on this. I'm sick of these Alfonso Ribeiro commercials as Chris Paul pretending to be Chris uh, yeah. Paul. Uh, yeah. The new Allstate insurance ones. It's, they're terrible. Yeah, yeah those, they are. I don't – I think that came on the other day and Melissa was like, why? I don't get it. He doesn't look like him. This doesn't make – this is <laughs> – Also, like, why are we yeah. – why is he trying to break into his home and we're yeah. arresting him? That's yeah. it's insane. It's insane. He's like talking to his kid and stuff. It's I like, am your dad. It's like, kind no. of disturbing. And yeah. Oh man, there's so many bad commercial trends I'm seeing. There's now the commercials are like, it's time to go back to work. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> dip, 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 dip. and it's like, this isn't fun. And it's like, yeah. there's one joke where a woman's going to work in one of those bubbles. Yeah. And it's like, that's not funny. That's like, that's actually kind of terrifying. And it's like, shouldn't that tell you that we shouldn't be going back to work? Right. But I don't know. What do I know? I'm just the smartest man in the world. But you don't have a job, so you don't go back to work, Kevin. No, I don't. Yeah. I I don't have a job. I'm sucking on that sweet government teat till it's bone dry. And <laughs> I, hey, if you can get hey, on I'm that teat, it's a good teat to be on. I know. Uh, I was telling nobody should be yeah. you that. Yeah. So we'll see. 
hopefully there are jobs when, when the government teat stops letting me suckle on it. I don't know. Also a random shout out I want to give on here. Then I recommend people watching this if you haven't seen it. Shout out to Pat McAfee, former Indianapolis Colts punter, who's built a celebrity for himself for having a podcast and being good on camera and having some hot takes. But um, he, he wrestled over the weekend on a pay-per-view at NXT TakeOver 30 for WWE. And I thought it was just going to be one of those old-timey, like they bring a celebrity into the wrestling ring and kind of make a fool of themselves and then it's mm -hmm. silly. He was incredible. He's doing like backflips off the top rope. And oh, like shit. jumping from the mat onto the third rope in one jump. And like he lost the match, but he looked incredible. And uh, so shout out to him because he talked a lot of shit and was doing it right. But then he actually followed up with it uh, and proved it. And it's like, shout out to you, man. You did it. You were in the That's crazy. Nice. Yeah, because he was a punter, right? Yeah. He was like, yeah. uh, he's just like the Colts punter when Peyton was there, I think. And he's kind of a barstoolish bro, but hey, good for him for. He's a perfect wrestler. He's good at talking shit, and he was way more athletic than I thought he would be. There you go. Proud product of Plum, Pennsylvania. Sorry, I was just googling him. And he has a thick accent. It's really funny. Oh, he's from like that's like near Pittsburgh. So yeah, yeah. he's he's. Yeah, because I think he went to uh, West Virginia. I believe yeah. he was the punter for West Virginia. Because I thought he was just going to be a, a joke on there, like when Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman used to come out, and they were like, yeah, goofy and couldn't really do anything, even though they mm -hmm. were athletes. But this guy was right, incredible. So shout out to him. You you proved me wrong because I was shitting on him with my friends talking about wrestling all week long, leading up to it, and they're like, oh, he's actually really good. Cool. Damn. So it's never too late, folks. Never too late to there get, you go. catch Vince McMahon's eye. He's the best punter I've ever seen. I mean, it's too late for me because they won't hire me, which is a blessing in disguise, even though they're actively hiring, but they refused my application twice. But hey. it's probably a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, from what I've heard, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think about that story when friend of the pod – Matt Weir worked there and he told me that the day Trump got elected, Vince came into the office and just said, he's my best friend. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah. Holy shit. Sorry, Shane. He's my best friend. You're yeah. a dumb son. Pure psycho shit. That's yeah, so wow. funny, man. That's so goddamn funny. Oh my God. They have so you guys don't. We should, uh, I got, yeah. We should try to like maybe Twitch us watching wrestling one day, and I can try to catch you up on the insanity that's happening because it's it's insane, more crazy than ever. There's mm. currently on the main roster. There's currently a group called Retribution. That's basically what Vince thinks Antifa is. Oh, amazing! And they keep showing up, but like the hell they cause is like they'll knock over some boxes. Or they like turn the light on and off and it's like nothing. And then everyone's like, we don't know what to do. And it's like, the lights are going on and off. What do we do? Even though there's like 
a, another character who's like a supposed demon running around, you know, but they don't worry about him. But this Antifa crew, they're bad. Yeah, you got to watch them. And they're so <laughs> corny and it's the worst. It's so funny. That's Damn, amazing. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's getting worse. Them, it's them, never been good and it's getting worse. The, wrestling, like trying to incorporate what's happening in the culture or politically is always uh, because yeah. the person behind it is a 75 year old man writing it right well or like approving what's written or yeah. you know well yeah. he denies what's written and then rewrites it himself right <laughs> <laughs> but it's wild it's fucking wild um yeah. but yeah i don't i don't know that's all i got for this week i don't know if you guys got anything else um no yeah, no, I think once again, we covered it all, baby. Episode 99 in the books, baby. Oh, and I Ooh. know that RIP New York was the sponsor, but I would say, apropos of nothing, check out Toilet Corp. They've got some new designs, and they're <laughs> topical, and I think you'll like them. There you go. Yeah. Perfect, perfect gift for the upcoming, I don't know. Maybe holiday season? Maybe. If, it, if we yeah. get there? It's never too early, is what I'm saying. Because I don't think it's R.I.P. New York. I think it's R.I.P. The world. Yeah. <laughs> We're America, all perhaps. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, episode 99 in the books. We're almost there. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. Dang. It's been a hell of a ride. <laughs> we, made, we made it, baby. Who knew? Who, who knew when we started that? Hey, America would be doing this kick ass. I gave us a month, honestly, when we first started. It's surprising we've gone this long. I know. We got to do something special for next week's set. Or not. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure that out off, Mike. We're, we'll wrap this one up. Um, thank you all for listening. Like, as always, leave us a review. I don't know if there's any reviews there. I doubt it. But uh, yeah, I haven't checked in a while. I haven't checked in a while. Um, yeah. If you have left us a review sorry we'll we'll get to it we'll check but thank you keep listening keep telling people about it we're still doing it and uh keep wearing masks and uh stay alive yep papa bless everybody papa bless My humor sucks.